Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Marketing Your Car. Welcome to the Marketing in Your Car podcast, where you can increase your traffic, conversions, and sales in just 10 minutes a day. And now, here's your host, Russell Brunson. Hey, guys and gals and all my friends out there. It's been a little while since we hung out, and I apologize, but I've been traveling like crazy and finally getting to a spot where I can report back and hang out. But if you've been watching my Snapchats, then you've been seeing all the craziness that's been happening. So uh, last week, it's kind of the last minute spur of the moment we decided to, um, to go to Kenya with World Teachers Aid. And uh, it's usually a 10-day trip, but I have an event starting tomorrow. Therefore, I cannot go for 10 days. So we thought, well, the trip's broken down in two parts. First part, you go and you see the kids in the, in the villages and you help build the schools and that kind of stuff. And the second half is a safari. So we decided, well, we won't go to safari. We'll just focus on the, the first half. So that's kind of what, uh, what we did, which was really cool. And so uh, that was... Uh, where we've been. So we, were, we weren't supposed to go. Dylan, uh, one of the ClickFunnels co-founders, was supposed to go, but then he was getting, he was working on the new editor and just kind of ran out of time and didn't get his shots and stuff. So we headed in and uh, last minute kind of went there. So we've been doing that. And so uh, on the way there, we decided, hey, we have a couple days at the beginning that we do have some free time. So we actually flew to Amsterdam for two days and hung out there, which was cool. I've never been to Amsterdam before, but it's awesome. It's like super quiet like I was rocking around like the downtown and there's no cars anywhere it's mostly everyone's on bikes I was telling Claude I'm like listen like, do you notice how quiet it is here like um, it's just crazy quiet and uh, it was really neat though we loved it and had a great time I uh, did a boat tour through all the canals and uh, saw the Anne Frank house and a bunch of other cool things that was awesome I went to Kenya and uh, had a chance to hang out with these little kids and it was um, just like last time, four years ago we went, it was a very emotional, uh, powerful experience to see these kids and the transformations. Um, you know, one of the cool things is that the village that um, we spent all of our time in last, four years ago, we had a chance to go back there and see kind of the progress and how things had evolved. And um, there's this little girl that we've been kind of helping. Um, her name is Jane. And uh, when we saw her four years ago, you know, she's a little, you know, I think she was 13 or 14 years old. And we spons- we've been sponsoring her and helping her go get through um high school and stuff and just amazing to see her her progress and you know my wife my wife and her really connected before so my wife was bawling her eyes out seeing her you know and it was just it was a it was a really neat experience and then after that went to a new village that uh, was like the most beautiful place this cliff that like or this like big huge it was up up on the mountain looking over like this huge valley and it was um beautiful but the kids didn't have school yet so they just um were almost finished with the school and it was amazing and um just uh such a cool experience so um one thing that you may or may not know as a ClickFunnels member is that every time you build a funnel and it goes live, a um, dollar goes towards World Teacher Aid, and we're always uh, working on that, trying to help support those guys and build more schools and support more children, and it's just amazing to see the transformation from four years ago till this week, which was really cool. And then we jumped in a plane to head home so we could hurry get home, which was going on Monday because Aiden's birthday, my little uh, five and now six-year-old, his birthday's on Monday, so we had everything booked and travel so we could fly and get home in time for his birthday. We're supposed to get him in Boise at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, so we were going to take him out to dinner, and then the next day take him to the water park. So that was the plan. Unfortunately, plans weren't always going to go how I was supposed to. So we get into Kenya, and they're like, oh, the dude who was supposed to be flying his plane is late. So we were four hours late leaving from Kenya, which was horrible because our layover in Amsterdam was two hours. So we finally leave Kenya. We fly to Amsterdam. We get to Amsterdam, and our plane's already gone. So they rebook us on one that's like seven hours later. So... Um, we're waiting forever. Finally, we get on that one. We fly from Amsterdam to uh, where are we going to? Um, oh, Minneapolis. 
So we got to Minneapolis, and so we basically we missed Monday, which was kind of sad because we missed his birthday. But like, we'll still be there like at two in the morning, and we'll go take him to the water park on Tuesday. It'll be awesome. So we're sitting there, and then the flight, of course, in Minneapolis gets delayed. You know, three hours and five hours. So we're sitting there waiting, waiting. Finally, um, we're about to board, and they say, "Oh, by the way, all the pilots have been flying too long. Therefore, they cannot fly. Therefore, this flight's been canceled." Oh, and by the way, there's no flights out tomorrow, so you got to wait till Wednesday to leave. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? I need to get home to my kid's birthday. Ah! And we were just missing our kids like crazy. It was kind of like um, uh, Home Alone, I felt like. Like the mom, I raced to get home to Kevin. And like every little thing possible hiccup that could happen was happening. So anyway, um, so I'm sitting there. It's like 10.30 or 11 o'clock at night. And uh, I messaged Melanie, my assistant. I was like, all right, all the flights tomorrow apparently are booked. We need to figure out how to get home. <laughs> and I need a hotel. Oh, the other thing is that all the flights are canceled plus... Uh, there's no flights tomorrow, and there's no hotels available. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? So Melanie went on and uh, was able to find a flight that didn't leave till next day, like five, which got us home at nine, like nine forty at night um, on Tuesday. So we missed our water park day, uh, and then she booked us a hotel. So we jumped in an Uber, had the hotel, slept, hung out all day, and I got a bunch of work done towards the event, which is starting tomorrow. Then we get in our plane. Finally, we leave Minneapolis. We fly to Denver, and then we're like last leg at home by nine thirty. We get on our plane to head to Denver and guess what happened yes you are right um, lightning storm therefore our flight was delayed again <laughs> anyway we ended up getting home about 10.30 night finally and I think it was 56 total hours that we were in airports so that was horrible and we missed a little man's birthday but today this morning we went and celebrated his birthday got some cool stuff and now I head to the office because we have an event tomorrow and um, I got a lot of work to do before that so that's kind of what's happening over here so anyway there's a there's a catch up of where we've been and now uh, now we can start moving forward again and, and uh, keep hanging out. So the event tomorrow, I'm excited. It's all of our Inner Circle members and then our old Ignite program. This is the last Ignite event ever, and so we got a bunch of those guys coming as well. Uh, I think we got about 100 people coming or so. And uh, I went from uh, kind of a concept to, you know, after spending 56 hours in, in, a, in an airport and geeking out and going through as much marketing stuff as I could consume during that time, um, it, it's going to be an amazing event. Like, I, I am crazy excited. I hand-sketched out, I think, another, like, 40 new sketches similar to the Dotcom Secrets book, all with new concepts. And I'm hoping and praying that Vlad, my designer, can get them all hands, can get them all looking good today so we can get handouts printed for tomorrow. <laughs> oh, it's all running together. I don't know if we'll make it all, but anyway, worst-case scenario, I'll just re-sketch them live on a whiteboard for everybody. Um, the event's going to be awesome, and it's actually um, focusing on the new book, Expert Secrets. And I'm excited for Expert Secrets. I spent, um, we spent about six months writing it. And uh, when I was in Bear Lake last month, I basically deleted the whole book and started over from scratch. And the new direction that this is going, I'm really, really proud of. And uh, it's what this whole event is based on. So I'm kind of teaching it out loud so I can make sure that all the pieces make logical sense in my mind before we turn it into a book, which is similar to what I did with Dotcom Secrets book. We rewrote it like three times and I did a live event for three days. And then that helped me to like organize the thoughts in a better way. And like when I was teaching on stage, I'm like, ah, oh, that was good. That one didn't make sense. I need to tweak this. And um, anyway, it was, it was really cool. So kind of did the same process with this one. So if you want to write a book, that's the secret. Throw an event. It forces you to get everything done in time. And then let you teach it out loud which when I don't know about you when I teach it out loud like I uh I just get different different um ideas and, and thoughts and I, and I figure out what makes sense and what like what's slow and boring what's exciting and what pieces people get what pieces they don't so anyway that's what's happening hopefully this book will be done before the end of the year because I'm really excited for it it's gonna be amazing all right with that said 
I got to draw some value for you guys before I get to the office. So when we were in Amsterdam, the second day, my wife and I were walking around downtown, we're walking, and all of a sudden we get to this, like, uh, I think it was the parliament or some big, huge building. We're like, wow, that building's amazing. And also here, <clears throat> like this coughing. We look over, and there's this guy uh, with a nice shirt on and a microphone, and he's coughing. And he's coughing <clears throat> louder and louder. and gets louder and louder and keeps doing it. And, and all these people kind of start kind of like started coming close I'm like what's happening like and uh, he had a he had a unicycle on the ground a bunch of boxes a bunch of things and um it's flame that was there and so we kind of like get close to him and he keeps coughing coughing probably like five minutes and we're like this is weird and we're about to leave and all of a sudden he stops he said everyone i'm okay he's like um i'm just trying to get all your eyes attention because and then he said something that i thought was really really cool he said um he said uh oh how did he say he said something like um uh a show, what do you say, a, a show without attention is just an accident. I might have screwed that up, but it was basically that. And I thought, oh, that's kind of powerful. Like, how many times do we do something, but no one's paying attention, therefore, it's just like an accident. It didn't really, it didn't even happen, right? Um, and so in our business, like, are we getting attention first? You get attention first to get people to pay attention, right? So that was the first thing. So I'm watching him as he does that. He gets, gets attention. Then he, he's like, okay, I'm going to start the show. And then he goes and he draws this big, huge chalk square around him, pretty big square. And so all these people are, like, out further from the square. And he's like, okay, everyone, like, come up to the square. Like, this is the edge. Come. And he gets everyone to kind of come towards him closer. So he's getting everybody to move towards him. So first he gets attention. Second, he gets people to move their physical bodies towards him so they're closer and everyone gets kind of close. And then I started watching it and, um, and I was watching what he was doing, right? And the show ended up being about 45 minutes long. Um, and when all said and done, like if you look at this, all the show was was he juggled fire for 30 seconds. Um, like that was it. But it was 45 minutes of buildup and excitement and building rapport. So he did all sorts of things to build rapport. First thing, he got everyone to pull in close. And then um, he started... Uh, uh, like, and at first you tell like the, the crowd was cold, like what's this guy doing? What's happening? So he's got to like, he could just, he could have just got on his unicycle, started juggling fire and like it would have been over in like a minute. But if he did that, he would have missed like the whole presentation is what made this thing work. Right. So he gets everyone together and he starts talking and starts telling jokes and starts making fun of people in the audience to get them to laugh. Um, he starts getting everybody like talking about fire to like breathe together, which breathing is one of the fastest ways to build rapport. So if you can match the breathing pattern, so he's getting everyone to breathe and like, pretend like they're blowing fire to so like everyone breathing the same thing which instantly builds rapport among everybody right so he's getting everyone to build, to build rapport doing all sorts of just um, really smart things to build rapport with this audience um, for making fun of people making fun of himself making fun of like and just getting people laughing and like all these things to try to get rapport within this this group right so then uh, he starts you know he's telling jokes and everything and um, then he's he's trying to like train the audience on what he needs them to do, right? So he gets on the, on the unicycle and he's got basically juggling things. He gets people throwing, ju- throwing things to him. He's just, he's trained the audience on like, on like what he wants them to do and how to react, right? It's like, okay, when you throw, throw this, he had, he had Colette actually take one of these juggling batons, like th- had her like throw it to him. So like, okay, now when she throws it to me, everyone cheer like crazy. So he's training the audience and how he wants them to respond. Probably another good 10, 15 minutes, right? He's doing this whole thing, training his audience and how he needs them, how he wants and needs them to respond. He goes to the whole thing. He sets up this, this fire thing. He gets built up in anticipation. And now we're probably 30, 35 minutes into it. And then he says, okay, this is what's going to happen, you guys. And then he explains in a minute, I'm going to get on the, my unicycle and we're going to light fire and we're going to juggle this fire right it's like okay this is what we've been building up towards we're so excited then before he does he said look now what's going to happen and this is where he starts asking for money he says like and first thing he does is price justification she said look i'm a street performer this is how i make my living um he said if you were to go to the bar right now and you're to go buy um 
buy a beer or whatever. He's like, it's gonna be it's gonna be about five five pounds or whatever, right? So he's like, and that's gonna take you, you know, maybe maybe a minute to drink, a minute and a half if you're if you're taking your time. He's like, I've performed for you for almost forty five minutes so far, and he's like, and I would assume that that this is worth at least the, the same as just a, a quick beer in actual entertainment value. So he's like, so the minimum uh, the minimum donation accepted is five pounds. Um, the uh, the maximum is whatever hundred, right? And so he starts going through. He does this price justification, and then he keeps uh, explaining to the audience how to buy, which is. Oh, it was so good. I wish I could record this whole thing. So he teaches them how to buy, how to buy, how to buy, right? And so, um, like, when this is done, so he's coaching through. When this is done, I'm going to juggle my things. Fire's going to go, you know, juggling fire. Everyone's going to go crazy. I'm going to put my hat out, and everyone's going to come rush to me and give me a minimum of five pounds up to 35 or whatever it is, right? And explains and coaches and shows them how to pay him what, you know, he's coaching him this whole time on the responses he wants. Now he's coaching them on how to pay him at the end, which is just brilliant, brilliant. And, uh, and then he finally does, this, does the thing. It's on the unicycle, juggles fire. The whole show's maybe like a minute long. Boom, gets down. Um, everyone cheers, and then people start flooding him in droves, bringing him money, and everyone's throwing $5 in it. Again, he coaches, then some people start walking away. He's like, oh, what are you going to be, a freebie seeker? Starts calling out the people who just who just basically came and like, you know, witnessed it and, and then ran away. So he calls those people out, so they feel kind of dumb. Then um, everyone else says, you know, like, oh, I don't want to be called out. Like, I can't leave this because this guy just performed for me the last 45 minutes, and they felt this obligation to pay him. And initially, like, I probably would have given him maybe like one pound or whatever that is. Um, I think it's pounds there. Anyway, um, but because I felt obligated, like five, I was like, oh, okay, I gotta do five. So like, we can't get five. We get five. And I looked at this this process. When all said and done, he probably made, I don't know, a couple thousand pounds. Like it, it was in, impressive. And then uh, everyone just dis- displaced, and he started packing up his stuff, and then he took off. And um, and uh, it was just cool. There's so many cool marketing lessons. Uh, one was getting attention. Number two was building rapport. Uh, number three was training your audience on what you want and need them to do. Number five was price justification. Number six was the actual show. Uh, number seven was the call to action to get people to come back and, and pay. Uh, number eight would probably be, um, uh, calling out those who didn't take action. And then number nine was wrapping up the show. So Anyway, so many cool marketing lessons in one. I'm totally geeking out watching this guy. My wife's like, this guy's annoying. I'm like, dude, he's kept everyone's attention here for 45 minutes uh, to do a 30-second you know, thirty second to one minute long show and at the end of it he made a ton of money. And like I said, he could have just got up there, juggled fire, and he probably made like fifty bucks. But instead he went through the whole thing and made, you know, five or six hundred dollars. So um pretty impressive. Anyway, I hope that gives you guys some value, some things you can think about with what you're doing. You know, one of the biggest questions people have is like, I can't get people to show up my webinar. It's like, what are you doing? Like this guy spent forty five minutes for a minute long trick. Like what are you doing to get people excited and fired up? What kind of videos you and like what kind of like the more like you've got to get you've got to be exciting you got to create attention you got to create desire to get people to uh, to do what you want them to do and you know that's how you get people to show up on webinars doing all those kind of things all right so that said I'm at the office get some work done real quick appreciate you all have an amazing day hey everyone this is Russell Brunson again I want to thank you for listening to marketing your car and I want to make sure that you're plugging into everything that we're doing on a daily basis. And so make sure that every morning you're plugging into the Marketing Your Car training. If you go to marketingyourcar.com, you can join the email list to make sure you get email notifications when new episodes come out. And you can also get links to all the transcripts of every single show we've done in the past. Uh, but then every night, well, not every night, but most every night, I also do um, a Periscope show called the Marketing Quickie Show. And uh, it's really fun. You can go to Periscope and search my name, Russell Brunson, and, and subscribe. And every single night you'll get a notification. It'll kind of chirp on your phone and you'll have me jump on there and give you um, kind of the end of the day thoughts and ideas and, and marketing strategies we've been playing with during the day. Um, or 
uh, and maybe even and, say and or, you should go to marketingquickieshow.com and over there you can subscribe, you can see past episodes, you can read the transcripts, you can have a bunch of fun. So thanks so much for being faithful listeners. Again, register at marketinginyourcar.com and also marketingquickieshow.com.